Hello, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Abhishek, aka Darth Mulga, and we are here for Let's Get Uncomfortable episode one. Yes, we are shooting it again because we had bad quality issues when it is the live, and here we are discussing our first topic in depth, which is sexism in the Bollywood, and also discussing how our favorite movies and series have turned out to be sexist. And I have with here Sukanya Singh. And yeah, Sukanya, could you introduce ourselves to everyone? Hi everyone, I'm Sukanya. I'm doing my masters in gender studies. Thank you, Sukanya, for making time for this. Uh, and many people and many of us don't even know that you know some of our most popular bollywood movies and bollywood itself in general is so sexist and we fail to realize that because we have so much fun enjoying the film that you know it is now become fun to watch sexism happening and people are unaware about it so first i want to you know get your views about you know what's your take on how things are playing out in bollywood regards to sexism sexism is so normalized that it literally acts as a trope and no one questions it and it's it's very problematic the way it's depicted and the way it's normalized so we should like question all the time and we think from a critical lens and the most surprising fact is whenever we get bollywood reviews like you know there are critiques bollywood critiques so like you know the famous critiques like taran adarsh and uh, and even the news channels and media channels like zoo and all the other uh, news channels they always review and critique the film's plot and characters and dissect everything but everyone misses out sexism like yeah like you know like you know the review for dabang will include you know it is a funny salman khan robbed the yeah. was a bad ass cop but no one mentioned the sexist parts in it like even the cinema objectified as well in the movie yeah. and their critics i mean it was it is actually in their job profile to critique every uh, negative aspect in the film and give the correct you know comment on them but Every time I see reviews, they always fail to, you know, point this out. And I've noticed that all the critics are mostly men. And, yeah. And surprisingly, even Anupama Chopra, who reviews yeah. movie nightly, her career is based off on reviewing movies and interviews. She fails to point that out. That she also fails to point that out. So yeah. yeah I get like you know you're saying it's so normalized that it's you know been taken very lightly. So I would like to discuss some sexist tropes that you know that have uh, existed so long since the early ages of Bollywood. That yes. you know, and I would like your view on it. So the first one is the damsel in distress. So whenever we watch most of the Bollywood films, the female is always in a problematic situation and. the only thing that can solve her problems is a boy yeah on many movies so do you have any movie in mind that has the sexist trope which is most of most of the movies sir kabir singh one like that yeah kabir singh is more like but it's more of 
toxic masculinity. Yeah. Every like damsel damsel in distress is such a common character trope that you know like whenever females are casted like you know it already you know even I can judge the film before seeing it that you know seeing the posters and everything that you know, there's going to be another movie which has this female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how women are going to be submissive and like yeah, or just sit there wait for like a man to come and see them and like be submissive and like to them. Yeah. And the one of the second trope I would like to discuss is the heartbroken man syndrome. Now this heartbroken man syndrome is basically that you know all of the male characters in most of our Bollywood films. Whenever they are heartbroken, whenever they are heartbroken by the fact that you know the woman in the film does not accept him or in some tragedy, it is always the woman who comes and you know solves the heartbroken man's tragedy. And I mean, like this is this is literally Jabbi Met. Oh yeah, literally Met. The whole plot of Jabbi Met. I love that movie so much. Like as a child, and like now that I think of it, it's just. And uh, and even the fact that you know there is this also, there is also another trope that you know when a uh, a man's escape is a woman in you know in all of the movies you know, when a man needs a break from his life or he needs something new to experience in his life there's always a woman that comes in and you know uh, brightens his life uh, brightens his day and you know. Like it was, it it's actually like you know the he all seen yeah. to come in the life in order to. This yeah. is literally like every Ranbir Kapoor movie ever. Yeah, I mean Ranbir Kapoor is very lost in his movies. Like all of his characters have the same template. He's lost. Yeah. Then he travels somewhere, and then he meets a girl, and then he you know I then he uh, like uh, gets his life together. Magically figures out this girl is the key to everything, yeah. and then like it was exactly that. Aniya Devani was that. Yeah, Aniya Devani is. I will come to that, but like you know, like these dreamy male characters. I don't know why we are promoting such characters. I mean, I don't think so that you know every lost man needs a woman to you know save. Yeah. And there is another trope that you know women are only made for marriage in the movies. I think it doesn't only apply to the movies as well, but it's also a very standard thing in our Indian culture as well. Yeah. Because uh, most of the female characters in our movies, they have no character. They have no yeah. waiting for marriage to happen, and before that, it's nothing for the characters. Like there's nothing yeah. to note in these female characters. Yeah. And when you Talk about and when you talk about this marriage thing, I don't know why. Like you know, like why and most and a fact to be noted as like most of the script writers are also male. Yeah. Like, like Bollywood scripts. So I don't yeah. know where all of the sexist tropes are coming from. Like, what, what do you reckon? Like, where do you feel like all this is generating from? Like all the sexism in our Bollywood. Patriarchy. Like. Our films mirror patriarchy and a patriarchal society today. That's why there's so much of emphasis on marriage, on like men controlling women. It just it mirrors wow our society today. 
because movies don't exist in a vacuum. They're like influenced by whatever's happening in our society. And there, there is also another trope which uh, you know I would like to bring the bad boy image. Like you know, whenever a bad boy does something bad, it, no attention is being paid. But whenever a woman does something bad, it's like you know a, a very huge case has been created. Like if you see Kabir Singh and, and like you know his behavior, his toxic masculinity, and oh, and whatever things that he does to this female character called Preeti, it's like he owns him and. the fact that you know that's not the correct way and plus he also advises her on how to dress he also you know doesn't accept the fact that you know she can date someone else or she can be with someone else and he treats her yes. like, like he drags her everywhere he's also hit her in the movie and everything that's controlling yeah and everything of that is accepted and people love and people loved the movie and that yeah that, and people romanticize that sort of love then which is It's a red flag. Like if you have significant others like that, you leave. You run away. And the fact that like these things are normalized and uh, you know so romanticized is what influencing our audience also, influencing our youth also. Like you know, even like maintaining the bad boy image has been has become such a staple. With all majority of the boys, that you know, basically these characters influence a lot of our male population, and then we and then we talk about that you know this is not toxic masculinity the way it's been. So it's not. I, yeah. Like the like like representation in movies literally influence people, and they're huge. You know, um, like the vehicles to like not vehicles but like. mediums through which people learn so like representation is important in that sense also that people learn from movies that's why representation is um, like important and like if it is if representation is like isn't good or wrong then it has an effect on us yeah you're correct i mean like as you said before that you know our lifestyle and the society and the patriarchy in it has influenced our movies to be made in this way but the but the most surprising thing is sometimes you know like this patriarchy is taken to another level when directors or script writers assume some things and you know they think that you know this is right according to the uh, society like the bad boy image it like the bad boy image was promoted so much that you know most of the movies the old movies created only these characters like this angry young man like if you see amitabh old movies like zanjeer and shole and all his other cop uh, movies trishul like he's uh, he's just uh, he's just an angry young man who will decimate everything that comes in his way and you know women are just treated as a side character and only meant for marriage or meant for saving yeah i like this angry young man character has influenced a lot of our audience has you know it it, it has created such a buzz and a clear career for him and yeah. we fail to miss out we fail to miss out the sexism in shole also yeah and another trope i would like to discuss is you know women are only used as a, you know uh, women are used as uh, only for glamour i would like to correct myself women are only used for glamour in many of the movies like if you see the concept of item songs itself yeah 
I mean, I hypersexualized and objectified, and like with songs with absolutely like terrible lyrics which objectify women and reduce them to their body. Terrible lyrics is one thing, but the video itself, the video in yeah, how it's shot. I don't know if you know the concept of the male gaze. So, like the camera pans from the bottom of the woman's body, and then it like focus on her body, like have you know close-ups of her body, and then finally it'll go and see, like focus on her face. So it's it this theory was given by Laura Mulvey, and it basically talks about how women on camera are massively objectified. And not not even the lyrics as you mentioned in these item songs, but also the visuals. If you see the video itself, it's just a single woman dancing with uh, almost naked, clo- almost uh, little clothes, and there are a hundred or thousand men surrounding her, yeah. who are you know trying to grab her, trying to you know uh, uh, tickle her and irritate her. But yeah. if you uh, see the woman who's in the item song, she's taking it. She's taking it very positively and very flirtatiously. Like even that concept is wrong. It normalizes this behavior. Yeah, and this is what influences. Like you know, it it doesn't only influence women. Sorry, it doesn't only influence men, but women also. Like you know, at one, it is so normalized that even women have started. Women start considering that you know this is okay. This happens in our society. This is the way we are to be. Yeah. And. Uh, like most of the item songs, like we love these item songs and we also love dancing to them. But we always, you know, behind all of that fun, we forget that, you know, what it is symbolizing. Like if you see songs like Sheila Ki Jawani, songs like Munni Badnam Hui, like yeah. Munni Badnam Hui, that title yeah. itself is talking about how yeah. to demoralize. And yeah. it's a fun song. Yeah. And, you know, there, it's a fact that, you know, one of uh, the Bollywood actress is called Nora Fatehi. She gets paid one crore to do a item song for films. One crore. For I one crore for just an item song, which is just four five minutes long. And yeah. she, and as I said, it also affects women. And she is okay with doing that. I mean, I thought even I thought women questioned this. Like you know, women in at the higher stature in Bollywood would question this. But you know we have failed to do that also. Like she and I would also like to you know now move on. Do you have any tropes in mind that you want to discuss? Um, the biggest like one of the most sexist movies for me is Kuch Kuch Hota. Yeah, the one when um Kajol is like dressed Anjali. up like almost like this Dora the Explorer. She's Anjali. Yeah, Anjali. And then like finally. In the movie, she adheres to conventional uh, beauty standards and she dresses up in a sari and then Arokhan is like, oh my god, I have to marry her now. And the daughter thing, the daughter thing was so funny. Yeah, yeah like that's so much pressure to put on an 8 year old. Yeah, and I don't know what was Rani Mukherjee doing in that film. Like, I never got her role. Like, Rani Mukherjee's role, her role was Tina in the film and she was just like a... I don't want to say this word, but she was like a side chick for Shah Rukh in that film. Exactly. Like her whole purpose in the movie was just to die so then Anjali and Shah Rukh, Anjali and Shah Rukh Khan's character could like get together in the end of the movie. And even um, Dilwale Dhulanya Le Jayenge, that scene where Pajol is there 
and like in the train and she's trying to read and then um Shahrukh Khan's character Deadass gets out like her bra and underwear saying is this yours does this belong to you and he like doesn't give her personal space and keeps sticking to her red flag to me I remember that scene so basically what happens is Ra- Raj as every character Shahrukh Khan character's name is in the train compartment with her and without any consent and appropriate you know uh, asking her he like just grabs and goes through the girl's bag and you know he hangs her the undergarments in front of her face and it is not even considered as creepy behavior it's not yeah. even creepy behavior. it was passed off as like comedy at that time yeah and flirtatious yeah and later on what happens in that in that same train compartment scene so like they start consuming alcohol and when Simran wakes up next morning she was lying next to Raj and Raj told her that you know we had sex and she started crying because you know there was no consent involved and she was not aware of the fact that you know they were having sex and when she cries he then slut shames her and calls her that you know hindustani girl has hindustani values and he starts making fun of her so I don't know why is this still running in I it's still running at some ball at some Mumbai place Mumbai theater I don't know yeah. why still running and why people are still watching it Yeah the movie is very sexist And then what it tries to convey is like the Raj is some sort of an ideal man just because he's from abroad he's an NRI and Simran doesn't have any choice but to you know marry him like marrying him is the only choice of freedom that she has with the last scene with you know Ja Simran Ja like yeah, like the ship goes from like the father to like the husband so where's the independence yeah and uh, the fact that you know Raj does so much creepy and uh, toxic shit and in the end he forgets everything that he did to her did to her family because yeah. in the movie also he was hitting on the character of Preeti which is played by Mandira Bedi yeah on her also while he's trying to win over Simran's family and forgetting Simran so i don't know why people still love this movie there is just so much sexism in this and yeah. and in kuchpurota as you mentioned like you know you brought up a trope that you know when a girl transforms herself and you know removes her ex and everything she suddenly yes. transforms into this desirable woman that every man wants even uh, in mehuna uh, yeah in mehuna uh, amrita rao's character suddenly becomes like really pretty like she starts dressing like very feminine yeah she used to wear she was tomboyish in that movie but tomboyish yeah and then in that song tumse milke like in the beginning you see how they focus like on her body first and how it goes up and she dresses feminine and then everyone just ogles at her literally in the whole song and just because she is a tomboy and she dresses up like one uh, she feels and her like she has a crush on Zahir Khan's character i forgot his character's name Zahir Khan huh? Zahir Khan yeah i forgot the character's name but you know just because he lucky lucky yeah lucky just because he doesn't like her dressing like that or he and he doesn't like women dressing like a tomboy 
he doesn't show interest in her but as soon as she transforms into this feminine like you know she starts wearing feminine clothes as you said he adheres to conventional like beauty standards for women yeah and her eyes open up like you know like he actually yeah. like never noticed her and you also had some views about sushmita sen's character if i remember in my yeah she she was also like massively objectified and used to her body and like all the students used to just stare at her all the time which is i mean i am feeling very shameful but even i stared at you know many of these female characters when we talk about the male gaze that you know it starts with the legs and moves on to the core yeah. and towards the breath even you know i am a lot aware now because of you know i've read about stuff and i've actually observed stuff and even you kind of educating me about this you know i even i, I like i agree that you know it is wrong that you know i indulged in some in this male gaze so currently i am very aware about all of these things and i'm pretty mature about this so i hope everyone also tries to you know question these things and you know not take everything so literally that you know they start doing the same thing now yeah I- like you can enjoy the movie and watch it but like look at it from a like critical lens at the same time and like try to see the message like what the movie is trying to portray or what the message is, what the message the movie is trying to propagate or send Do you have uh, Do you have any movie in mind from Hollywood that has these sexist tropes? Oh my God! Any James Bond film where the woman is massively objectified? And you were also talking about some film called The Princess Diaries, if I remember. Yeah, uh, I mean it's the same concept as Kuch Kuch Hota Hai because there was this like. Go, like schooling girl, and then suddenly she finds out that she's the princess, and then she has to get a makeover. So like, she gets rid of her specs, and her he has like really curly hair, and then she gets really straight hair, and then again she's made to adhere to conventional beauty standards, so that she can play the role of the princess, which is really problematic. Like, she could still be the princess without having to undergo that massive makeover. and uh, yeah and i also have another trope that you know female actors are paid very less than male actors and the screen time that male actors get is much more than the female character plus you know uh, taking part in the promotions and marketing of the film there's very less consideration given to the female characters and more to the male characters because the female's role is nothing much more than getting married showing off her body dancing to songs and getting objectified by men so you know all patriarchal tropes and in every industry like men are obviously paid more than women and i would like to bring some you know sexist dialogues that have existed in our popular bollywood films one of the most famous dialogues i don't think any one of us have ever noticed that this is sexist so in the in the film in dar dar is a shahrukh khan film where he he is like a toned down version of kabir singh according to those times 19 but you know there is this uh, a particular lyric in one of its songs tu ha kar ya na kar tu hai meri kiran 
like do you get it like like oh, you know, not interested in the movie or juhi chawla's character forget her character's name she was not she was not interested in shahrukh khan's character but shahrukh khan was so obsessed with her because of her beauty that you know like there is the particular lyric to ha kariya na kar tu hai meri kiran so the woman generally has no say in this yeah. goes on to kabir singh where you know kabir singh can't let so uh, you know preeti be with anyone else and he drags and yeah this is the case and there is also another dialogue is from ddlj your favorite film the dialogue is uh, it is uh, this dialogue has been spoken by farida jalal's character simran's mother and she says to her sapna dekho zarur dekho bas use pure karne ki shart mat rakho so this is literally means like you know she is telling her daughter to dream a lot but not work for it because she is a woman like she is only downplaying her because even like you know according to her when she gets married it's just you know it's done like you know you are sorted for life then and i would like to bring another dialogue here it is this is from jab we met uh, this is a dialogue by karina kapoor she says akeli ladki khuli hui tijori ki tarah hoti hai yeah and not only this but there's another dialogue from the movie race uh, it this character now this is uh, said by anil kapoor's character to i forget this actress's name oh sorry um, amisha patel so yeah. she was she was only there in the movie as a piece of glamour her role didn't involve anything so her character was just a stupid dumb bitch that was her portrayal who just has looks and what anil kapoor says to her is upar wale ne tumhe aage aur piche bahut kuch diya hai lekin upar kuch nahi diya hai i mean and it has no effect on her like she agrees to it there is no kind of clash between them there's no kind of criticism about this i mean when actors listen to the scripts or read such scripts do they even get the context of this dialogue like do they ever even point out i like i really want to see a script reading where you know like these sexist dialogue pass on such so normally that like the actors even don't question it themselves like you know even if there's a female cast and they are reading the script together and such a particular dialogue comes in there's no uh, there's nothing done here and like yeah. there's a famous dialogue from dabang uh, which says pyar se pyar se ek minute oh pyar se de rahe rakh lo warna thappad maar ke bhi de sakte this is what salman khan says to sonakshi sinha when he is about to get violence yeah and it what was the scene you know like salman khan breaks some pots that sonakshi sinha owns and she wants to give money to her because he uh, damaged the, the her pots so she doesn't you know she doesn't accept because he is a cop and he was doing something good or uh, good he was doing something good but then she doesn't ex- uh, she doesn't accept and salman khan gets agitated and says you know pyar se de rahe rakh lo nahi to thappad maar ke bhi de sakte and you know which that da- what dialogue falls next follows next pyar se thappad se nahi dar lagta sir pyar se dar lagta hai i see what is happening here 
I mean that film is like a red flag. Any film on Thompson is a red flag. Do you have any film in your mind that you want to break down in terms of sexism, like a famous Bollywood film? Mm, not that I can think of now. I think I'm not trying. What about Diwani? Diwani, you are waiting to dissect that. Yeah, in that basically how Bunny again uses women to like as like instruments for his self-discovery journey. And you know the in the like, even in like wake up said like he get he becomes friends with Konkana Sen Sharma and then like talks his life out. Before that he was like a typical spoiled brat and then now after meeting her and like how she becomes the instrument for like his character like development. Character development like yeah character development. It always happens when a woman comes in a life. ंगलोर as soon as she takes off her specs or glasses or turns out to be beautiful so the first yes. thing i noted that was sexist in the movie was in the first half of the movie when when they were trekking to manali so yes. that is with ranbir's character there's a girl in that group called lara which is played by evelyn sharma and manali is such a cold place and yet evelyn sharma's character is wearing shorts and like you know super short shots and ranbir kapoor sees that bunny sees that and he doesn't miss his chance so he kind of flirts with her and at one point during the trek she falls off she sprains her ankle or something and then bunny comes to rescue her like because she's like in some urgent dire need she's going to die so he starts playing tickling and fondling with her legs like you know just because he needs a reason to touch them and just because she had like an injury on her knee or something he just makes up some weird shit with leaves and tells her that you know this is a medical thing and it will help you and with that he gets like a direct he gets the open invitation to touch her legs and even evelyn sharma lara the character of lara does not do anything and even you know as you said the male gaze lara's character also starts with her legs yeah it grew on the top there's no there's no consent only like there's no asking like can i help you or like no straight away women are property women are there to just be objectified and even following the in the second half of the movie when you know kalki's character is getting married so like yes. in rajasthan for that destination wedding and when ranbir kapoor finds out that you know even lara is there in this wedding like she is a choreographer lara's introduction in second half straightly starts with her helping with choreography and the scene also starts with her curves like you know she is wearing a sports bra i don't know what she is wearing but uh, that yes. is really her curves and it straightly starts yes. with that yeah and to, not only this but Bunny treats Nena like a piece of trash in the first film. Like treats her like some innocent girl who needs a lot of help. Yeah. 
just because she's studying biology, she wants to become a doctor, and she's wearing specs. And in the second half, when he sees her wearing a very beautiful sari that is exposed, that is not exposing, but showing her curves, flaunting her curves, and she's not wearing specs anymore, and she has highlighted her hair. I mean, he falls. He he gets surprised, and he's like, "Why the fuck did I, you know, even ign- start ignoring her and leave her?" Yeah. So, what is your take on this movie? What all things problematic? When women uh, adhere to conventional stereotypes, they suddenly become attractive. And the fact that they have princess diaries. And the fact that he is like you know there's a scene in the film where you know uh, Nana they pick up the one's character is yeah. uh, drinking with a friend of her uh, like that is Vikram the character's name is Vikram which is played by Rana Dagubati she is drinking with her chilling with him and when Ranbir Kapoor sees this Bunny sees this. He gets mad as fuck, and he's like, "So how dare she drink with someone else who is yeah, not here? How the fuck she's drinking with her?" And you know, he opens the scene while entering. When they are having a very chill time, he just enters the scene and you know becomes like a kabavin addi and says that you know you're only supposed to drink with me. Like, "Tum khali mere saath pee sakti ho," and like, he so controlling likes. And this is because he discovered Nena uh, in Bhattamizai Dil song. Like you know, she has become hot like out of nowhere, and he then you know gets threatened by Vikram's presence in that film. He intervenes their chill session, and he objectifies Nena. He is acting like he owns her. Like she is only supposed to drink with him, and he tells Vikram to fuck off and everything, and starts a fight with him. And Nena has no answer in this. I mean. Even after that scene, she's spending time with Ranbir Kapoor. She's spending time with that fucking bunny. Yeah. And Rana Dhawabati's character is treated like some shit. And there's also yeah. another thing in this film that you know uh, Ranbir is like kind of an explorer in his film. Like most of his films, he travels to places. And after meeting Nena in the second half, he forgets all of that. He forgets that yeah. he has to go to Paris. He has to go here and there because he also, thought. Also, Falki's character in the movie, like she was seen as this like tomboyish, like independent girl, and then finally she becomes submissive. Like I'm getting married, and she again she also adheres to conventional um, standards of beauty, and then so to get married, basically you have to adhere to conventional standards of beauty and become both more and more feminine. that was also like really problematic yeah uh, and now i would like to discuss another film it's called ranjana now this film not many people have noticed the sexism in this film but you know it's i would like to discuss this film like you know in this what happens in this film is like it you know uh, the character of kundan which is played by dhanush He basically stalks Sonam Kapoor's character just because, like you know, he has a crush on her and he stalks her rigorously. And you know, Sonam Kapoor slaps his character. And you know, after slapping him, she walks off, smiles, and giggles as if, like you know, stalking is very romantic for her. And this is what you know, stalking should not be romanticized. Like stalking should 
like if you witness talking the first reaction should be nah, like call the fucking police like, i don't know what the what the number for police i forgot i'm so shameful like the first thing should call is 911 like that's it and there are so many times in this film like throughout childhood till the present day in the film that the character of kundan keeps talking her and she takes it very romantically like stalking has been romanticized and this is what gives confidence to our other male our other like our males and youths out there who you know think that you know it's cute like stalking is cute and there's another thing that is there's swara bhaskar's character her name is bindia and look they are friends but if the friendship involves you know treating her like you know dragging her by her hair shouting at her and chasing her to beat her i don't think it's a friendship i think it's fucking uh, objectifying her and you know treating her with so much disrespect like it's physical abuse for god's sake i don't know why there i don't know why the female characters in the film that like, you don't dress like the 100 like you know one over that just three numbers to call the police and the thing is like even here the heartbroken man syndrome is used we feel sorry for him because you know he gets dumped by sonam kapoor's character called zoya and then we fall in love with that same heartbroken man who done so much of shit to the female characters in his movie being such a toxic man and yet the film got a very good appraise from the crowd the critics also reviewed the film very good but they always failed to you know point these things out like these are like most of the bollywood films have so many scenes where you know they they are police complaint worthy like and even you know there is a very controversial thing the character of padmavat like in the film padmavat it's yes. i mean the practice of sati I I I I know it's it wasn't at the, it was Jo Jo Sorry 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 Johar. Johar. And I mean, I'm scared of, like, I'm scared scared of of like think that RSS is going to come after tomorrow this like, you know what and the, I know it's a very traditional old Indian culture like you know this practice of Johar. but the way it has been glamorized in this like you know and romanticized like dipika sacrificing herself is like the most greatest thing that she could do for her yeah. husband just because she didn't want to get and, and you know even when we also about, all these movies are really really islamophobic like it's just propaganda at this point yeah but there's i don't think any question is because it's history and in history these things happened but it's our duty to you know point this out and you know not take this literally like there was like a big mess of when promoting this film like yes. politics got involved even in um, have you seen gire the wedding yes i've seen it moment parabhaskar parabhaskar was shown like masturbating and then like everyone just got massively like so offended by that one scene that like yeah and i mean the fact that in this movie there are four female lead characters which are which is a pretty big accomplishment in bollywood itself but how they carry these four characters throughout the film yeah 
I mean, it is pretty shameful. And you know, when it, like, I mean, uh, there are there are scenes in this film where you know where these women are chilling, they are having fun and everything. Yeah. But the definition of fun has been so stereotyped in this film that yeah. having booze, uh, having like having drinks together, sleeping. Yeah, they're all they're all obviously very savanna privileged women in the movie. Yeah, they're all rich. They come out on to be all rich. Yeah. And, and just the fact that Swara Bhaskar was like masturbating, right? And it caused such an uproar, like like female pleasure exists. And like I don't like people were so pressed about it. I remember that that she she was sent so many death threats, etc. etc. It was just it was a mess. And that was the first time like during this film that you know the the opposite happened in this film. Like all of the critics and all of the audiences criticized the sexism in this film and they even you know uh, commented that you know why swara bhaskar doing such kind of roles like you know swara bhaskar is a very prestigious actor and uh, swara bhaskar gets a lot of shit just for for views and her opinions and all of that and when she spoke up about uh, against nr uh, nrcnca she got a lot of shit for it she herself went to the yeah and like as we discussed we really wedding like the next one i want to bring up is sanju yet another ranveer kapoor film i go i'm like i'm even like fed up of ranveer kapoor playing such characters like he's such a good actor but he's wasting his time doing such roles and I mean, he's a good actor, but the story that he portrayed, like Sanjay, that character is very toxic, and the way they popularized it, romanticized it, and you know, added glamour and made him like a hero, despite of his many toxic traits and his past history. It was basically like a PR stunt. This film was basically a PR stunt for Sanjay. That there are there are so many scenes in this film that are sexist. Like the fact that Ranveer Kapoor's best friend in that film, which is Vicky Kaushal's character, has a girlfriend, and yes. uh, you know, he like Ranveer Kapoor, like Sanjay Das, which is Ranveer Kapoor, is trying to advise his best friend that you know, like, uh, this is how you need, like, he's trying to motivate him into get into having sex with her, and he doesn't he doesn't want to have that because he's not because he's very tired and he doesn't. Doesn't have the energy to, you know, make love to his to his partner. So what Sanju decides is that, you know, if he's sleeping, then why am I not taking this opportunity? Like, you know, that that woman is free, and you know, let's take this opportunity. And he goes into her room, and you know, they have this kind of agreement that, you know, like I I will make love to you if your partner doesn't. And the women, uh, like I don't know the character's name, but like the girlfriend of his best friend, openly invites Sanju to have sex with her, and they don't have any problem. Like uh, a best friend, like this is not something that a best friend should do. First of all, sleeping with yes, her. Yes, they can reduce the sexual objects. That's it. Yeah, and the fact that he openly and proudly admits that he has he has had sex with hundreds of women, like some three hundred and something, the figure that was. Like he openly admits that yeah, he he has had uh, relations and he has had sex with these many women in in the film, and the fact that it was the scene in which he says that it is said in such a 
like you know honor honorable tone that you know he actually honors them it's, it's, it's also reverse and if a woman did this she would be so shut so scared yeah like if, if it was a woman we would have thrashed that woman or that character yeah. and even the scene where you know uh, sanjay that's first love it was sonam kapoor's character i forgot the name sorry but the way he treats her like he gets there was a scene where he gets drunk and he you know goes to her house thrashes that entire house speaks ill to her father insults him insults her and you know he takes the toilet seat and you know sticks it up sonam kapoor's head like he just bangs that toilet seat to her head so yeah sanju is not very it's not of what and that movie you know it, that movie made 100 crores in fact and ranbir kapoor won an award for that character i don't know what the critics are saying or what the panel like giving awards and like get on like the sums that these movies earn it's itself encouraging and motivating other people and other directors and filmmakers out there to produce such films to make such films yeah there is so much douchebaggery in that film and houseful like you know there's this houseful movie like this you know how there are four parts to this houseful um, movie series and all of them one thing is common women have no role in it women are just there for wearing short clothes women are just there for dancing and you know satisfying the male characters so male characters <coughs> desperation and everything else and i would also like to bring some one of the dialogues from that film oh just yeah so i would like to bring a lyric like it's a lyric from one of the songs in houseful four where akshay kumar says to kriti sanan's character aur kya chupa ke rakha hai te khane mein and he is pointing at her blouse and he objectifies her breasts just to a fucking drawer like you know that <laughs> i mean akshay kumar is deemed to be a patriot of bollywood and he is like the hero of bollywood the patriot and he is doing such things like you know i thought akshay kumar had this much sense so do you have any other movies that you want to break down which are excess what about kartik aryan's character i know you have a lot to say about him kartik aryan's films kartik aryan's characters you understand never seen this film okay like i'm from a lot of stuff okay uh, there is a dialogue from one of kartik aryan's film uh shit what is this film yeah pati patni and wo that it's one of kartik aryan's films and one of the dialogue is literally as literally said as bivi se sex mang le to hum dikha de oh yeah i remember this now i remember seeing the trailer and being like what the fuck like the that's disgusting listen to the dialogue bivi se sex mange सेक्स मांग ले तो हम बेखारी बीवी को सेक्स ना दे तो हम अत्याचारी और किसी तरह जुगाड़ करके उससे सेक्स हासिल कर ले तो हम बलात्कारी भी हुए आई मीन दिस इज रेप दिस दिस लिटरली रेप कल्चर लाइक बॉलीवुड हैज शोन नो प्रॉपर कांसेप्ट ऑफ कंसेंट लाइक 
we need to normalize consent not only in like bollywood but like everywhere and the fact that you know even women there are women who are aware but many of majority of our women are yes. taking this shit as normal things that you know yeah this is normal this happens me like all of the men and boys are like this only Uh, yeah, and I would also like to discuss this. There's one of these dialogues. It's from Kabir Singh, our favorite film, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, Shahid Kapoor. One of Shahid Kapoor's dialogues is, "You know, these healthy chicks, they're like teddy bears. Uh, A good-looking healthy chick. Trust me, it's the best combination." <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, I mean they're even objectifying the stuff, like even controlling our body size now. Yeah, like reducing women to their body is like I don't know how to explain it to them, but it's simply wrong. And I, I, you know, I had a quite a revelation when I was thinking about this topic that you know one of the most famous songs. Uh, Chumma de de, Amitabh Bachchan's film is actually a very sexy song because again, zero you know, concept of consent. Yeah, and the ba- and the context of that song is like just because uh, you know, like there was a scene where Amitabh Bachchan asks for a kiss from the woman. I forget her character's name. Sorry, uh, but she denies it, and then this they make a whole song out of it. Which just involves Amitabh irritating and agitating her to kiss him. I mean, Chumma De De. The song is just full of that. And even if the woman says no, she's taking it in a romantic way and even you know playing with him and you know inviting the idea of you know like getting irritated and getting uh, teased by these men, which are followed by Amitabh Bachchan. Like he just he just wants a Chumma. He'll And he'll do anything to get that, and he's not going to rest until he gets that. And we have, I have danced so many times on that song, but I never realized what was the context of that song. Yeah, it was. It's so normalized. I mean, I'm. I don't feel I. I think I can dance on that song now. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to. Not rec- all the sounds. And I'm not even going to recommend this song while you know, we, like me and my friends are dancing or chilling. I'm not going to recommend this song on your in your birthday parties now. I know it's a fan favorite, but now I don't. I don't think like you know when when we hear about the sexism and all the tropes that are in these popular songs. I now feel I I'm never going to dance on these films. Like it's going to be so hard to indulge. Yes. To not indulge, but. You know, now I realize. You know, what the fuck are these songs about? Like, after researching, I I realized that this is really sexist. But and right, it was in front. It was right in front of my own eyes when I was watching these films or listening to these songs, these lyrics. But now, you know, for compliment these films at all. Like, ये जवानी है दीवानी is considered to be one of the most cult films. Not cult films, coming of the age films. Like the only coming of the age thing in this is uh, toxic masculinity. Like I I ever I never got the personally I never got the hype behind that movie. Yeah, but I, I know people loved it so much. 
and I still see people sharing stories about this one. You know, when the film completed like eight or ten years, people yeah. applauded the fact on Instagram, and you know, like I know who watched it like ten times, fifteen times, and. Yeah. I have a friend of mine like she's a very big fan of this film and whenever this film comes on TV she always uploads a picture story yeah like yeah. no I, like after researching about this topic like I even want to you know speak with her and discuss this like you know there are these things in the film do you also feel like that you know when you have friends who love such films or you know upload these films a lot do you feel like talking to them and explaining them these things have you ever had that experience yeah like you obviously pointed out but like in a educational way like you know like not like in a accusatory tone like how dare you like this movie this is sexist but like just inform them like hey, you can enjoy it i'm not saying i like, stop watching it and like you know like we should stop watching all these problematic things but like think of like when you watch it like be aware and think of it like view it from a feminist lens view it from a critical lens is what i'm saying but many of such things or then whatever happens that is very sexist and all of that is treated as comedy like that's the staple for it like you know sexism is common yes. in the film so I don't, it's very hard for me to you know educate my friends about this because their love for the film weighs more than what is behind that film so i even had a word with one of my friends and you know i explained some like before doing this episode i wanted to you know do some internal research and test this out explaining to a friend about sexism in like one it's one of her popular like it's one of her favorite films it's uh, it's ye jawani hai diwani hai and it's and it's not the same friend but who loves the film but i explained her the fact that you know bunny's character is so toxic and yet yes. she couldn't accept it it was very hard for her to accept it yes and she was almost in disbelief i mean not disbelief as in fact that you know she was so obsessed with it but the fact that you know i i and i will still love the movie it was you know it was ranveer kapoor's character it is comedy it is funny so yeah i think it's going to be a very hard task for educating the public regarding this but yeah. i feel that you know like whoever is watching this episode or whoever knows about sexism in these films i think we should have a word and you know have a dialogue like point it yeah point out normalized dangerous behaviors share it with other share it with filmmakers i mean this is the only thing that we can do that is that you know we can spread maturity about this topic which is so normalized and yeah like i am like i'll try to speak to like i will definitely speak to many of my friends about this and like what is your idea about this you know like i spoke earlier like you know sexism is treated under the veil of comedy and many yes. filmmakers and directors and actors are taking advantage of this so we should this. point it out like ask why are we finding this funny like you know what is the basis of it and then point out how this behavior is like dangerous or like unacceptable and how it's dangerous and it perpetuates stereotypes or like sexist stereotypes you know like point it out obviously i think that's where we need to begin like start questioning and start pointing out like dangerous behavior sexist behavior 
do you feel that you know like like you said you know uh, it's like it's like question things but don't stop yourself from watching them just because you know uh, this is like just like you said like you know enjoy the film but point things out question things yes. out but what yes. like, the all the films that we discussed like you know enjoy the film like the entire enjoyment of that film is in majority of the sexist scenes and in the yes. so you know sexually abusive scenes and where women are treated with disrespect i mean that is the entire enjoyment in that film so i don't see a point in you know enjoying the scenes because it is only like the content in that film is solely primarily based on this sexist tropes so there are some movies that you know have some form of good comedy uh, original yes. but i don't think that you know we can enjoy i i can't enjoy this films anymore because all the enjoyment is there in those sexist scenes and many people would be wondering that you know why are we only discussing about females and you know women getting uh, you know getting treated with disrespect and only sexism is only related to women but there's also sexism with men but that doesn't happen on a large like that doesn't happen so naturally and so on on a major scale like women face the most amount of sexism and yeah. sexual abuse and physical abuse and mental abuse as well like many of us you know are unaware of the fact that you know all of this leads to mental abuse at itself like watching such films like accepting such norms about toxic masculinity or about toxic masculinity like women treat this so normal that you know it mentally damages and abuses them that you know when they consider all of this normal Yeah. So, what would you like to advise women? Like, like as you said, you're a feminist, and you're a, sorry, you're an intersectional feminist. What is yes. your word? What is your, uh, you know, answer to women? Like, you know, like because you said that it's come. Like, have enjoy the film, but question things out. But as I yes. pointed out, that you know, the enjoyment is in the sexism. Like, it's treated. the enjoyment is sexism itself so what would you like to say to women yeah like call out your um male counterparts when they find something problematic that's funny just call it call them out pointed out like obviously and explain like pointed out but i think also like women being educators like it becomes exhausting at certain point So, like, also you have to remember that women aren't like their job is not to educate you all the time. Yeah, and uh, like, like I want to call back to one of uh, sexist tropes we discussed. Like, you know, women are the key to make giving men their freedom. So this comes here again. Like, if you see the irony yes. that women are expected to educate us males, but yeah, because it's not their job. Also, right? You. um if you're privileged enough then you have access to resources just use them and like become a ally become a better ally you know that sense and like we majorly discussed about sexism that happens on screen but the amount of sexism that happens off screen as well like you know while in the casting couches of the film in the pay of the film like how much profit yes. do women get like women are yeah. less but now when you know several bollywood actresses pointed this out and started protesting about you know we want equal pay mm-hmm. like, you know, it was it was um, 
mocked by so many directors filmmakers yeah. and the public like yeah. they, they thought that you know women are women don't have any character development in the film like you know they just marry or they come as a single hopeless yeah, sexism is deeply deeply steeped into any industry if you ask me and that's a fact <laughs> i would like to now move on to two of the most fan favorite series in the world i think people are not going to like this at all <laughs> I'm like I'm talking about friends and how I met your mother. Like then we are not here to discuss about which is better. Both are bad as fuck. Like, like so. Let's start with friends. Sukanya, I want to test your radar. How sexist is friends? So sexist. My God. First of all, um, Monica's character. She's seen as controlling and like obsessive, and then that's made into a joke. and then like the fact that she was overweight and then she becomes she loses all her weight and her being fat again is seen as this it's very fat phobic and it's seen as this comedic trope and then ross is just so painful like he's one of the most painful characters on tv if you ask me do you remember the babysitter scene the babysitter uh, like when they get a male babysitter his like whatever he goes for and he's like oh no how dare um, or, like a guy be or babysitter and they just made a joke out of that as well then the way he treats his ex-wife and yeah i mean i was like at that time it was very like you know like to have like two lesbians like on the show but it was just terrible representation again and like even like when they make fun of joey for like having a man bag like and then like how they make fun of him all the time that show i know people have made like have like that was narrative revolves around that show but that the show is dedicated their life to friends so outdated like it's fine if you like watch it but like think of it from like a critical like lens again because when i watch it like as a as a child i loved it i watched it all the time i've seen every episode multiple times but now if i have to watch it it's exhausting it's so exhausting and then the fact that rachel comes back for ross out of all men like thus like literally like the bar is on the ground like literally on the ground because ross is just so annoying and like such a pain and then rachel herself is like moving to paris to become like whatever succeed but then She chose. This is Ross out of all people. Like, literally, she could have done so much better. But yeah, the show is just—it's really problematic. Yeah, the fact that you know people make like you know people made fun of Monica when she was overweight, and she had to change that, and she had to lose weight just because to you know uh, stop bearing that shame and. Yeah. and even the fact that you know joey's character is problematic because he keeps objectifying women continuously he objectifying keeps flirting with women in a very uh, uh, bad manner and yet it is yeah. unnoticed because he's childish and just because yeah. he's funny and and it's like veiled under comedic trope yeah and like veiled under his kiddish behavior like just because he acts like a kid everyone accepts the fact that you know he can flirt and you know it's okay and everything 
so yeah guys friends is uh, pretty much sexist and i would like you all to watch it again carefully and you know stop watching it i mean i'm fed up of people reposting friends on their stories yeah and now moving on to how i met your mother like this like barney's character i think if sukanya oh, yeah. any of barney's scenes she she's going to cut her pelvis she's going to smash her laptop into pieces because barney uh, like he treats like he ob- like he objectifies women more than joey and any other male character like the amount yeah, like he literally had a fucking playbook like which was like how to get girls and like he's just he's just reduced women to like objects that's it that's his entire character him reducing women to objects degrading them objectifying them that's it if this was a woman if the roles were reversed we all know how it would have ended up yeah and the fact that he has so many formulas and tricks and challenges that involve women being object objectified and end up being in bed with him and but yeah. uh, what is barney stinson's real name like in like what is the actor's name i forget him he's patrick harris so neil patrick harris himself is a gay like he yeah and plus he like performed he act he acted he acted on such he acted such a I don't think that even Neil Patrick Harris was in his senses when he was doing because I like he found out that he is gay and he he's portraying such male characters such toxic male characters I mean I would have questioned myself if I was in his spot and the fact that yeah. Yeah. yeah I I was just I was moving on to Ted so you had something to say about Neil Patrick Harris No, I was going to talk about Ted as well. Can't go on. Go off. You start. Okay. Ted, I I I hate when people share Ted's quotes on Instagram story and I <laughs> I mean boss of all he treats Robin like shit. Yeah. He go he has such an on and off relationship. Robin deserves so much better. All the men in her life treated her so badly, so badly. Barney treated her badly. and then like that treated her badly and literally yeah and the she fact that Ted gets away with all of this just because he's innocent and he's again the broken heart the broken man syndrome the broken hearted man syndrome yeah like it's like oh no all this this has happened in my life now i can be a terrible person Like he gets the privilege and the independence of acting such a way with women, just because you know his experiences as women are not so good, and it's because of himself only. I mean that heartbroken man syndrome is like a huge, and it's a very conflicting thing. Like you know, it makes it sways people's opinion about characters. Like if you know, if Ted was not heartbroken, he would have definitely been called out. challenge 
Barney challenges Marshall that he'll see Lily's breath without her noticing him. And the fact that Marshall accepts this, you know, Marshall accepts this, and you know, I think if, if I was in place of Marshall, I would have slapped Barney, killed him on the spot, on the spot. The fact that Marshall accepted this challenge, and you know, he's trapped. And what is Lily doing? Lily has no say in this. Lily is so submissive on the show, and then they're, they're portrayed in such a, like, it's always comedic, it's always comedic. Like they're not sure. They're shown as just comedic jokes. I mean, I'm still, you know, whenever I repeat this, I'm still in trouble. Like, you know, Marshall actually accepted this challenge from Barney. And he's going to end up seeing Lily's breast without her noticing him. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a, you know, there's, as you know, there's a big fight. You know, who which is better, friends or how I met her mother. So, and oh, my they both suck. Both need yeah. to win and you can stop watching it. I mean, you yeah. can watch it if you want, but I mean, start looking at start looking at it from a critical point of view. I just, that's just yes. what I want to say. So yeah, that's it about you know talking about friends and how I met your mother. Now to end it on end it on a good note, I would like to you know share some review. I would like you and me to share some recommendations. That you know portray women characters are in a good light, in a original light, and also talk about the struggles about of sexism and you know it's a like just the plot and the content in the film is not sexist and is original. So yeah, I would. What are your recommendations for people? Um, not films, but like. I, I, I focus more on like TV shows. Sorry, it can be films and yeah. So like one is sex education because it's so diverse and it portrays problems like very accurately and it's 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 just it's really good for representation. And um, even Brooklyn Nine Nine, um it's really diverse but also my issue with Brooklyn Nine Nine is that it's again police propaganda. But um, for the show, like especially Rosa's character, is a um, bisexual Latina woman playing a bisexual Latina woman. So I was that's that's like I was pretty happy with that. And yeah, these are two like really good. Um, Would you like to talk about the sex education a little more? Like you know, I love Maeve's character. Like she's such a complex. Yeah. Yet, like like she's a complex character. She's a feminist, and yet. I love her. All the things about her, like if yes. I see that in a Bollywood movie, I would be a little weird about it. I would, like you know, because it's like the general mentality that you know we have, and you know I'm trying to improve on that note. But if this, yes. if if Maeve's character was in an Indian setup or she was an Indian character, I don't think many people would have accepted her. Yeah, you know, she would have faced a lot of. But I think we needed Maeve's character. Like Maeve's character is an inspiration for many uh, people, and yeah. and you know not only Maeve, but you know uh, I forget uh, the alien girl. Like you know the one girl who's fascinated with aliens. Really? Yeah, she's like she accepts that she's weird, and she doesn't you know uh, take it seriously when people mock her and men mock her about her. 
weird fascination yes. and she openly accepts and loves it yeah and like the way the show deals with so many problems like an issue it's, and it's, it's not only like sex it's education it is education it's it's amazing i really i really love that show and uh, any other recommendations that you have in mind besides sex education and brooklyn 99 not right now because everything i could think of like i found something problematic or the other Oh like, yeah. I'm not saying that even sex education is perfect, but or like even Brooklyn Nine-Nine obviously isn't perfect because it's really police propaganda. But yeah, and even other shows that are weird, you know, like they're really diverse. Like for example, Orange Is the New Black. First of all, all the writers, all the script writers of Orange Is the New Black, they're all white. All yes. of them are white. And um, yeah, so even though like. Orange is the New Black is like racially diverse or whatever. It still perpetuates really dangerous stereotypes. Uh, there is also a particular scene in Orange the is in Orange is the New Black that you've spoken to me earlier about. It's about some competition. Like there is a third, the competition scene. Yeah, yeah. Like two um characters, they it, it just it just the whole show just portrays. Like lesbian women as really, um, like predatory. So then, two of these characters have a competition. Like, how many people can they have sex with? How many women can they have sex with? It's just, which is again objectifying women. Like, not only men objectify women, but here women are objectifying I mean, objectifying women. So in that sense, like, even if a show is really diverse, you have to see like other creators, all white, all privileged, and stuff. Yeah, like you know, the, uh, like there are so many series and movies that you know we almost deem that it's perfect, but all yeah. it, it happens always that something comes out and you know it makes it problematic. Yeah, and I, I would like to also mention to others that you know, like Sukanya has such a strong radar about these things that even you mention your partic- a particular film or a series, she is going to pick it apart and she is going to thrash. Like I, I have been shattered by Pukanya so many times while discussing movies and series. I almost hated her, but you know I'm kind of like you know I accepted that you know it's wrong and everything. But I still hate the fact that you know she made me hate my favorite series and movies. It's it's like I can't help it now. It's my only personality trait. Like I cannot. I just have. I just see everything from a feminist lens. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a default setting now for me. I mean, it's not wrong. Like, even if you know, I take it. Like, you know, even if I say I hate it, I'm happy that you know you educate me and all of the other friends that you have about this because that is the only way we're gonna get it into our head. Like, we have to force it yeah. into our head. It doesn't. So, yeah. and do you think there's ever going to be a? Do you think there's ever going to be a perfect portrayal of a woman with perfect portrayal or? About women in films and series without any sexism, without anything that's problematic, like according to your radar, your strong radar. Do you think there's ever going to be a point where you know a film like this will is going to be, which is perfect, like you know, doesn't have any sexism. It is originally, it is all original. Do you think there's, do you think there's going to be like, do you have, do you are you optimist about this? Like, you know, for your. Or you think that you know this is never going to happen? 
I mean, I hope it does. That's my only hope. But if something happened in my life, now I can be a terrible person. Realistically, we have to think about so many things. We have to think about sexism. We have to think about ableism. We have to think about racism. We have so many things to think about. So many intersections, and then, um, like how, like fat phobia. There are a lot of things to think about, and like, you know, like even on the show, like sex education, all the women are cisgender. Hey, I I don't think so. I mean, there are lesbians on the show. Cisgender, cisgender, like not trans women. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay, I got it. And yeah, I'm not optimistic about this fact because I know how how we human beings are. And I don't. I mean, I have to hope, but like that's that's only thing we can do hope. But I think in the in in like the short term, whatever, I don't think it's gonna happen. Even though people are like asking for more and more representation, but representation just for the sake of representation isn't good. Like for example, if you see Never Have I Ever, like this will be an entire podcast by itself because. It was so problematic. It was so bad. I mean, discussing Salman Khan's and Ranbir Kapoor's filmography is one big podcast. We'll be here for the next six hours, <laughs> literally. No one wants to listen to us for six hours. Yeah, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not optimistic about this because I know, like, yeah. I have an idea of how we work and how our filmmakers. It'll, 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 it'll take a lot of effort. And it will take a lot of time, but like all we can do right now is hope. Earth will get destroyed by global warming before a film like this comes. <laughs> According to me, like I think we're gonna die by pollution before this happens. Like I know there's this in the concept of carbon footprint. You know the concept of carbon footprint. There should be like a concept of sexist footprint. Like you know it would be so amazing to have this sexist footprint. Like, you know, you can measure this, and people would get so vile and agitated as a fact. Like, and then people. There is there is something. It's called the Bechdel test. So the test is that there, um, there are two women, um, like two or three women, and um, if all three of them are talking about a man, then that's inherently sexual. Uh, sexist. Sorry. Wait, what? Yeah, just Google the Bechdel test. Could you elaborate? Could you educate a little more about this? Uh, uh, like, if there's a group of women, like two to three women, and then you notice that most times all the women will only be talking about one particular boy and not about themselves. So that's like this test that they used to do to see if a movie is sexist or not. But even that now is like really like outdated because there's so much more you have to think about. Okay, now coming to my recommendation, I have several Bollywood recommendations as well. I would really like to recommend this movie called Pink, which has Tapti Pannu and Amitabh Bachchan and several other female characters in it, and it really shows how our Indian society works, how female and male characters in our society have high are in such an hierarchy that women are treated with disrespect and treated like shit. And domestic, like it really shows how domestic violence and you know how sexual abuse and mental abuse affects women. 
and it has shown it in a very real light and i like and i like all the characters in it amitabh bachchan and we taxi pannu and like so pink is one of the films that i would like to recommend people to watch and then another film is called thappad it uh, again taxi pannu is there in it and it highlights the fact about domestic violence that you know how a slap can uh, ravage a woman's life so thappad is one of the film that you know talks about domestic violence in a very correct way the way it should the way it is to be told and another like now i have two series in my mind one is marvelous miss maisel it's on amazon prime video i love the show because you know i fell in love with miss maisel you know you know finally realizing that you know there are so many toxic men around her like her husband is so toxic himself that he she finally has the courage to leave him and the fact that you know her father finally comes to terms in supporting her leaving her husband and he accepts that you know this is a toxic man and he himself is a toxic man he realizes that as well and how miss mazel you know through expression of comedy through using comedy she expresses the sexism in that that happens with her and in and happens to women in her household like you know this comedy like the comedy that she performs it is very uh, you know it is it is not the comedy that we are talking about in bollywood like you know as sexism is the only comedic form in bollywood now where she does comedy where she expresses her views about sexism she is very correct in every sense and the fact that her she disguises her disguising her dis, like when she disguises uh, sexism as comedy it is correct because she is speaking about all the true things and she is pretty serious about it like she doesn't take it in a fun way like when yeah, you yeah it comes from her experience yeah and another another recommendation is feeling bad i mean it is a, i don't it's a very weird recommendation for me because Fleabag provides such a different portrayal and an original portrayal of women. Like you know, there are some sexist things in in Fleabag also. There are some scenes where you know women are objectifying men, but you know it 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 highlights the it highlights a very important fact, and it is one of the most. I think everyone should watch it just because it's so different and weird, and the fact that it speaks so much truth about. our society and the male and the female stature and the relationship between them like there there are scenes where females objectify men and men and you know then people start feeling bad and it's done for that purpose only like those scenes are meant to agitate men there are those scenes are meant to agitate people like she she does, she plays with these scenes because she wants to test that you know like let's see if the people gets agitated like that's her one of her like i think that that was one of her reasons of doing such films where she wants to test out people's agitation with these scenes now if a woman does it people start shouting but if a man does it it's normal so yeah as we said it's normal as then so romanticized so playback is one of the other recommendations by me and yeah and i think we are done here so do you have any parting words for us or anything that you would like to highlight to our yeah. viewers listeners uh, 
like we should consider like all the intersections we should consider caste we should consider class we have to consider race we have to consider um gender identity sexuality there's so many things to consider that we should work on having media being as inclusive as possible and like think of it critically okay yeah, that's, that's all i have to say Great. Thank you. Uh, I, I also have one thing to say is that you know, like, I think it's time for us to rewatch our favorite movies and time to point out all the sexist things in this and whatever, like how we broke down some films and some series in this uh, podcast. I would like you all to really take the time and you know watch these films and you know. take some time with yourself about also like you know why do you like this film like should you like should i like this film or not i would i would recommend the audience to spend some time with their favorite films uh and you know to point these out and you know share these with like share with your friends talk about this with your parents also talk put it on social media like share it on social media i think this needs to be more we need to be more aware and this needs to be shared on a much larger basis because it's what we need and if you think it's problematic there's no need of watching it there's no need to question yourself that what others will think about it like if you don't like ye jawani hai diwani it's okay like don't i i think i don't think you should give a fuck about your friend saying why don't you like why what's the, what's the problem with you because if i imagine if i say this to my friends i will get trashed i'll get beaten so Like you know, don't give a fuck about people who question this because you know because you it's our it's uh, our duty to be aware and share it with everyone. So yeah, thank you, Sukanya, for taking the time and joining us and enlightening us about certain things. About thank you for having me on the podcast. You're welcome, and we will see you next week again on a very uncomfortable topic.